Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. We got a good show for you today. We have all heard, and I have a 16-year-old daughter, but I also have a 19-year-old son, and we've all heard, be a man, man up. Well, as a parent, I am not one of those that have said that to my son or even to my husband. I appreciate a dude that can cry and be emotional and one that loves his mother. But in this day and age, we are certainly hearing that men have to be men. What does that mean in this day and age? My guest today is John Kim, the angry therapist. He's a licensed family therapist and an online life coach. So, John, welcome to the show. Tell me before we begin any of this, what is your goal what are you on this press tour about to encourage men to think about? Um, I'm not trying to put any of my definitions on any man. I'm encouraging them to create new definitions for themselves. And so my book, hopefully, is some kind of catalyst that's going to uh, get people to start thinking or having those conversations. So that is my goal. Okay, so your goal is not to tell anybody how to think or how to act, but to let them decide for themselves. But in this day of metrosexual men and men of gender fluidity or, you know, I mean, there's just all kinds of spectrum out there now from the manliest, you know, men to men that are not the same. So... Yeah. How do we even define that? See, women, I think we are easier to define. While we are smarter than you all and more complicated, we are easier to define. We have these roles that we assume caregiving, superwoman, you know, take over the world. But men, not so much anymore. It's not the 50s anymore. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing. You know, I think now the soil is very rich for uh, men to redefine themselves and uh, start to practice things like vulnerability. I love what you said that, you know, you have a son and you've never told him to man up. I think manning up or be a man is some of the, I think those are very dangerous, toxic things you could say to um, any boy because what does that mean, you know? And usually our definitions of man comes from locker rooms and advertising and billboards. And that doesn't really create a man. It creates a cardboard cutout of a man. I always thought to myself, John, that one of my jobs raising him was to teach him, first of all, I always said, have a lot of women friends, because that way they will teach you how to treat women. And that I always also Mm -hmm. said to him, treat women, you know, as you would treat me or as I would treat you, Mm -hmm. and he is that way, and he says nice guys never get any of the pretty girls. Well, that's not true anymore. So, you know, what do you want men to to start thinking about when they're trying to define what kind of a man they are? Oh, there's so many things. Um, So in my book, I break it it down to self. I break it down to uh, relationships, love. So there's different categories. Um, and all of these 66 do's and don'ts are uh, a way in to these conversations. So it doesn't matter if it's about, um, you know, like do respond instead of react. That's one I really love. Um, do try to understand before trying to be understood. Um, everything from that to like don't be in the shower, 
to do make your bed, do things that make you feel alive, go on mandates. So um, there's a lot of stuff, uh, but you know, it's not just one thing. I think it's a way of living, and I think that um, the journey of, of manhood is never ends. So I don't think it's something that you do once. You know, I think it's a it's a it's a thread into your life. Then let's start with relationships, whether it's same sex yep. or you have a spouse or a partner. What do you want men to know about how they treat their partner as opposed to, you know, maybe how they would have treated their sister or their mother? How are they supposed to treat their partner? Um, I think it's about creating safe spaces. So creating a space where uh, people are heard, right? Creating a space where you are expressing yourself. So you're doing life with your partner instead of around your partner. Um, I think communication is huge. I think it's everything, uh, whether we're talking about intimacy or, you know, having lunch, it doesn't matter. Um, most men uh, can talk logically, but they don't express how they feel, where they're at. They don't express their state. And when you do that, you're not creating um, relationship glue. You're creating um, disconnect, right? So I talk a lot about uh, doing life with your partner instead of around. And the way that you do that is by actually expressing no matter where you're at. So if you're feeling down or if you're in a bad place, actually express that, you know? It's true. Uh, you have to express it. And, and you know, that came about a little bit in the 70s and the 80s. You know, men were supposed to talk about their feelings and be, you know, um, more emotional and more and do a little manscaping mm -hmm. to, to boot. But not all men were raised <laughs> that way. They're not all comfortable. Right. My husband had to learn this because his dad was a he-man woman hater. And he just, you know, yeah. he-man kind of guy. And my husband right. is not right. like that. But I trained him. So did my mother. So did my aunt. And so is my daughter. Mm -hmm. So men need training. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that? Uh, I don't know if training's the word <laughs> that I would use. But I think men need to look inward. I think men need to explore and find their truth. Um, I think men need to start uh, expressing themselves, right, uh, and, and practicing self-care. Uh, and I think all of that is going to create this safe space uh, for not only for his partner, but also for himself, you know, which is kind of the beginning, I think, of, of any kind of journey. It is. It is. And, and when I say things like um, when we're discussing manscaping, how a man dresses, mm -hmm. how they take care of themselves. Yeah. You don't, you know, now we're even seeing more men in yoga. What do you want men to know about yeah. looking in the mirror? You know, Bohemian Rhapsody came out and, and they show Freddie Mercury dressing a little differently and really, you know, looking at himself in the mirror. And, and, and what do you want men to know about the fact that it's okay to do that? Uh, just that, that it is okay, that it's a new time that uh, you don't have to trace the blueprints that were passed down by your father or in the 50s or his father, um, that you could be any man that you want as long as it's honest to you. And that includes what you wear, how you love, how you you know build your business, and how you choose to live. Men have always felt like they have to be the protectors. You know, they have to protect yeah. us poor little innocent ladies. And I'm four foot ten, John, so... You know, but I'm kind of a little badass, and so I've never really felt the need to be protected. But 
Right. I don't mind that. And I don't really like when women say, oh, don't open the door for me. Uh, you know, I love when a man yeah. opens the door for me. I love sure. that. Sure. You know, how do men I, walk that fine line? Yeah, I think there's a difference between protection and posturing. Um, posturing is different. It all starts with your intention. If you're, uh, there's nothing wrong with being sh- uh, chivalrous and opening doors and, and, and all of that. I think those are great things. Um, but if, you, if it's coming from ego, if you're trying to prove something, you know, if you're posturing, uh, then that's coming from a false place. It is. And a lot of men posture and especially for each yeah. other, you know. So sure. what? So give us some more of your do's and don'ts, what you want men to do and some things you don't want them to do. Uh, a fun one that actually is kind of serious is uh, don't pee in the shower. And I get a lot of questions about this. And uh, I used to pee in the shower a lot when I was married. And if your partner is okay with you peeing in the shower, you can write your name on the wall. It doesn't matter. But if your partner is uh, doesn't like that and you think that she's never going to know, unaware that women have a heightened sense of smell, um, then these little white lights turn into something uh, greater. These, they, they create little hairline cracks of char- trust until like your whole house of relationship cards come crumbling down. So it's not about peeing in the shower. It's about being honest. And a lot of men uh, express a lot of, uh, say a lot of white lies and they end up, um, cracking trust, you know, in the relationship. I think one of the most important things you said right there is the white lies. I think that one of the most important things men or women can do is not to lie. Yep. I don't really get it when you say don't pee in the shower. I, I mean, I don't see what the problem is with that, but okay. Uh, I mean, it, <laughs> I don't really have a problem with that. It, it's, but... no, no, no. So it's not about peeing in the shower. It's about lying about it. It's about the lying piece, right? Yeah, I mean, well, so using, I mean why would anyone lie? Sometimes you can't help it, especially if you've had kids. You know, the shower goes on. You're like, okay, yikes. You know, what, are you going to jump out of the shower right. and race to the toilet? I don't know. Anyway, so I but lying. Totally, I think it's totally okay as, as, as everyone on the same page. I, I'm talking about lying if someone doesn't want you to. Right? Yeah. Or like, let's say, let's say uh, you don't want your husband to feed a dog on the table. He can do it discreetly, and you'll never know, but he can also lie about it. Maybe you don't want your husband to, you know, there's all these little things that aren't that big of a deal, and I'm just using the pee in the shower as one example. Um, but, yeah, anything, anything anything that you think uh, you can get away with or lie about, that's not that big of a deal. Uh, but it's not about the thing. It's about the actual lie. That's the, the case right there. That's the main yeah. message for men. And, I mean, one of the things, you know, you're saying peeing in the shower, but one of the things that I see that men lie the most about is how many beers they've had. And speaking as somebody sure. <laughs> who's married to a man who drinks the disgusting water, I don't, you know, I mean, and he drinks gross beer, too. I know a lot of guys that say, I've only had one or two, when really they've had like five or right. six. You know, if it's like bourbon, sure. you can see what you're drinking, but beer's a different deal. And men feel like they have to lie about that. What is that? Why is that? Uh, because they're afraid of the consequences because, uh, or maybe they're lying they to themselves because maybe they don't want to admit that they have a problem. Um, but you know, all form of lying is a form of disconnecting. And I think that when you disconnect, uh, you're, you're actually, the, not only disconnecting with other people, but you're, 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 you're not being honest with yourself. And when you disconnect, you actually are not able to take any ownership, you know, and that's the important piece. So whether you're having two beers, lying about that or lying about other things, um, it's it's a form of not taking ownership, and I think that boys don't take ownership, and men do. Hmm, that's an interesting perspective. Tell us about your book. 
My book is out, and it's wide. And uh, what's interesting is that a lot of women are picking up this book. That makes me very excited. I wrote it for men. Um, but I don't think it's really gender-based. You know, it's no longer about Mars or Venus, but us. And I think right now there's a huge disconnection between men and women, and it's time to kind of uh, hold hands and create this dialogue so we could all, you know, humanize ourselves and grow and evolve together. Well, you haven't even said the name of the book yet, so go for it, John. I used to be a miserable fuck and every man's guide to a meaningful life. Now, you said that with your voice dropping down. And are you embarrassed <laughs> oh, you used that word in your title? Um, you know what's interesting is when my publishers wanted to go to the title, I was embarrassed and I was had a lot of resistance. And I told myself then I need to go first because I can't expect other people to be transparent um, if I'm not. So I guess yeah. let me say that again. I used to be a miserable fuck. There you go. And every man's guide to a meaningful life. And where where can people find it? Uh, it's why it's everywhere. So Amazon, uh, my website, theangrytherapist.com, Barnes & Noble. You can find me on Instagram at theangrytherapist.com. You can find it there. So give us your best advice before we wrap up here. What what do you want people to take away from this segment on uh, how to live like men and speak as men do? Well, this is not just about men, but I want to leave people with this, and it's to uh, accept the stories. I think most people are busy ripping out chapters because things have happened. They're lying with shame and guilt. And I think the most powerful thing that you will ever own is your story. And this book is uh, my story. And I think it's important that we all accept and embrace our stories and actually share them. It is important. And, and listeners, I can tell you that that is, it's important for you to know, you know, how men have changed over the centuries and that now it's not one single definition, that they can be lots of things. They can be hairy and they yeah. can be manly and they can have a feminine soft side. And it's all of it is sure. OK. So, John, thanks so much for joining us today. And you're listening to Life's Too Short. You can listen on RadioMD.com or tune in Stitcher, Google Play, iHeart iTunes, wherever podcasts are played, although we like you to listen at RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well.